Welcome back, everybody. Episode 62 or something. We should just call it episode one. Yeah. (laughs) We're basically starting over. Yeah. So I guess this is episode one of the (laughs) quarantine baby mamas. (laughs) Um, We haven't recorded an episode in how long? When was the last one? Uh, the last one was November 2019, but that was just you talking about your mom dying, quote unquote. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she's alive. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she's never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but when was the last episode with just us? Um, February of 2019, so over a year ago. Shit. No yeah. one's going to hear this. Okay. This is just for us. <laughs> um, That's what it feels like. <laughs> but there's a reason why we haven't recorded in so long number one busy two kids Mm -hmm. life is crazy but also our okay sterling mostly (laughs) hasn't gone to bed before like 10 o'clock until we have been in isolation Mm -hmm. yeah that kid just never wanted to go to sleep it was like years she's almost four guys yeah, and so that made it really difficult because she also doesn't nap, so it would be like on weekends, when do we have time to record? We don't. And then there were times at which she wasn't going to bed till like 11.45, mm. and it's not like we weren't trying. Like, she would be in her room, dark, nighttime, story time would have been done, no and toys. she's just up, mm-hmm. like keeping herself awake, like falling asleep, but then standing up and jumping on her bed to keep herself awake and so we would be so exhausted Mm. and frustrated Mm -hmm. at the end of the night that it was like we're not gonna record that's just not happening Mm -hmm. so it's been really difficult um but it's like having kids is great (laughs) you should totally do it (laughs) yeah um but now since we're in isolation for whatever reason They've been going to bed quite early. Don't say they. Silas has always been an easy bedtime. Yeah. The only problem used to be that I would just fall asleep and stay in there with him. That was also part of the problem is that Jackie would just go to bed. Because there was no point in coming out because you were just in this like constant struggle with Sterling that I couldn't participate in. I couldn't do anything out here because she was in and out and you never wanted it to distract from her like just going to sleep. So it was like, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> Just go to sleep. Yeah. So we're recording straight into Podbean. There's not going to be any editing. There's no theme song or whatever. So if there's any sound issues or whatever, I'm sorry. But this is the best that we're going to be able to do right now. Yeah. Although the I- other thing that kept us from recording is that my photography business mm-hmm also took up the evenings because I was editing and doing stuff for that so anyway and I also can't blame it all on you I like I think part of it too was the last thing that we talked about together I think was your postpartum Mm -hmm. and it was anytime I did mention it to you you just seemed completely uninterested yeah I mean my mental health was that's what I was gonna say my mental health was a problem it definitely got in the way of doing a lot of things um so that was another reason why I would just go to sleep because it was like, hmm, I'm stressed out. I don't feel like happy or I'm not really able to enjoy things anyway. So I'll just go to sleep. 
and I was sleeping a lot. <clears throat> so here we are, mm-hmm. uh, a year later. I don't know if we're going to be able to be consistent. I would like to think we are. Can we just but... like not do that thing? <laughs> like whatever. We're just we're recording. We're here now. Let's live in the moment. Okay. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen tomorrow because quarantine, because of fucking COVID nineteen, guys. This is crazy. Yeah. So okay, let's reverse a little bit and talk about your postpartum. How are you doing now? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I think. I mean, I'm still on antidepressants, but I think. Mostly, I'm good. I've had some, like, I wouldn't say, like, I don't want to say backsliding, but, like, I've had an anxiety attack a few times. I've had some moments of just, like, not feeling happy and feeling really down, and I've been pretty open about that, I think, and you've been really supportive. Um, But mostly, I think it's fine because... It was almost like a, a switch was flipped. When I went back to work, it was like, okay, that postpartum stuff is done, and I'm, like, me again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work. I'm focusing on things. I have structure in my days. Like, all of that really helped a lot. And then I really do struggle to, like, be unhappy around our kids. They're wonderful. They just, they take up all of my time and energy. But, like, once I get home... There's really nothing to be bummed about. They're pretty wonderful. I yeah. really am enjoying them quite a lot right now. So, yeah. yeah. I'm good. I think I'm I think I'm doing well. What do you think? What's your perspective of my mental health and my postpartum? Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's better. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Um I I think that maybe a lot of it had to do with just being on maternity leave. I think for some people, they enjoy it and they really like it. And it works out for their life and who they are in terms of their personality. But some people just don't like it and it doesn't work well. I liked it. I mean, I don't know how I would have liked it if I had two kids. Because mm-hmm. it was... So much harder for me than it was for you. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's hard to compare because it's just a whole other thing, right? Like, I don't know if it was mat leave period. Like, maybe if I had had, you know, a normal pregnancy, quote unquote, like, I wasn't so sick. Maybe that. I shouldn't say normal because that is really normal. So many people I've talked to or known recent, like, in the past few years have had really not enjoyable pregnancies um so let's call that normal instead of this whole like "Mm, pregnancy is so wonderful i feel amazing bs but um yeah if i had like not been sick throughout my entire pregnancy and not had a gigantic human child come out of me who was like the size of a i don't know three to six month old and not had nerve damage and not had like the whole struggle of not being able to walk if I hadn't had to deal with all of that, maybe I wouldn't have ended up with, you know, postpartum and I would have enjoyed my mat leave more, but none of that can be removed from my story, right? So, I don't know. It was just like, it really felt a lot like I was closing this really, really challenging chapter and 
as much as I enjoyed being with the kids all the time and having that much like um like bonding time with Sterling especially was really nice but it was just a grind like it was a really big struggle for me so it really was like a huge turning point for me when I went back to work yeah it's really hard for me to wrap my head around people that choose to get pregnant when they have a child or multiple children already you know what I mean because I kept saying when Sterling was like around the time that you got pregnant I was Mm -hmm. saying if it were me and my body I wouldn't be doing this yeah and being home right now because I'm we'll get to it but I'm home with the kids right now I couldn't imagine being pregnant right now and so many of my friends have done it where they've had kids this age and then gotten pregnant again like Jesus Christ you're tired Mm -hmm. you're uh, like at least in your situation you didn't really fully understand what it felt like to be pregnant so you're kind of going into it blind Mm -hmm. when you got pregnant even though we had this like outlook like oh I'm I just like felt like yeah I'm gonna have like a great pregnancy I'm gonna love it I'm gonna feel good I'm gonna like take to it like you know a duck to water it's gonna be great and then it was just nothing like (laughs) I thought so yeah I totally went into it like yeah it's gonna be awesome and then like getting pregnant the second try was like holy fuck (laughs) like (laughs) it was crazy so I don't know anyway um what's what's new with us and the kids uh new yeah since over the past year over the past year well, Silas has become a human being. He's very funny. The kids have learned how to play and get along. Mm, They're like also really 10% good at fighting. of the time. Oh, come on. That's a little pessimistic. <laughs> um, they're probably like 50-50, you know? They fight about half the time and they get along about half the time and it's so great when they get along and it's so fucking annoying when they don't, but that's like normal sibling stuff. Yeah. Um, Silas is a very sweet kid. Ugh. Sterling is sweet too, but she is... I would not call her sweet. I mean, <laughs> not like... I do think she's sweet, but I wouldn't use that as a descriptor for her because I don't think it's like... She's just complicated. I don't know. I feel like she's very a very complex person. She has... You don't think when she comes up to you and she's like... Oh, she has, like, so much sweetness in her, but that's not the way she comes across to anyone that's not us. (laughs) How do you know how she comes across to other people? Because I see her when she's around other people. So do I, but you don't know how other people are interpreting her. I just think the first word that comes to mind for me is that she's very intense. She's got a lot of opinions, which I love. She's got... She's very stubborn. She really likes to get her way. Um, She's really expressive. She talks about the things that bother her. She's very open, I think, in some ways, but she's also very, can be very, like, cold and can just, like, turn into this sort of, like, icy, sort of steely, I don't know, 
I honestly don't know the right words for for. She's strong-willed. Very. She's very, very strong-willed. Um, which I'm trying to embrace because mm-hmm. on one hand, it scares the shit out of me because I'm totally. Part of me is just convinced that she's going to take the wrong path, or at least I'm just worried and anxious that she's going to because she seems she strikes me as one of those personalities where if you say don't do that she's like okay i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. you're like mm, we should go right she's like no left you know mm-hmm. and so i'm worried that as we try and be like oh you know maybe don't date that person she's gonna like marry them <laughs> we're gonna be like oh you probably shouldn't go and live in that country and she's gonna like become a citizen like mm. you know what i mean yeah I think but the thing we had this conversation the other day and you were talking about how you feel like you're trying to mold her into the person you want her to be and I I kept saying like I've said this before that we just we don't get to decide who they are. She already is who she is. We just get to like guide them to become the best version of themselves, but like she is also like very funny. I find her hilarious. She has this, like, really goofy streak, but she's also shown so far, like, this affinity for acting. Like, she acts out her favorite shows and movies and, like, is so committed to the part. When she becomes Elsa, she is Elsa. Like, don't call me anything else. I'm walking on my toes because obviously I'm wearing heels. (laughs) Um, I'm breathing shallowly (laughs) and... (laughs) Just, yeah, this yeah. is her. The whole thing is, <gasps> Anna, <gasps> oh, I have to go. <gasps> Which, you know, I don't really get Elsa from that. Mm. I get more of a Nev Campbell vibe. <laughs> but she'll, like, make faces at herself in the mirror and, like, pretend to cry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I want to, like, mold her into a certain person. It's that I feel like she needs to... You want her to be more compliant. Yes, I feel like... She has to be, she has to listen to what I say and do what I say. Otherwise, when she's older and I say, oh, you know what? Doing drugs is bad or don't drink and drive. Then she'll be like, okay, I listen to my parents. Mm. This is what I'm going to do. That's not, I think that's an unrealistic expectation. And also A does not lead to B. Yeah. But then I like there are saw kids, this. There are kids ha- who did every single thing their parents told them told them to do when they were three and a half that were like the worst teenagers on the planet and vice versa so it's not those things are not related and three and a half year olds don't listen to everything you say and want them to do they just don't Uh, I think I'll have more of a perspective on it when I when Silas gets a bit older Mm -hmm. and if he starts doing the same sort of thing I won't feel like it's like she's out of the ordinary because I have been around three-year-olds but I haven't parented which it's like it's different mm-hmm. you can be around three-year-olds and kind of like have your judgments and be like oh well if I were in that situation I would do this and she would clearly obviously listen to me and mm-hmm. that's like not true at all mm-hmm. but she's th- but yeah no I watched this YouTube video where it was basically saying that you aren't supposed to try and like create your kid or mold your kid into who you want them to be you're supposed Mm -hmm. to help them become who they're supposed to be like that it aligns with who they are Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to like embrace her strong-willedness and not not parent her from my anxiety of who I think she's going to become Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to 
switch it around so that I am seeing it more as a positive and trying to meet her where she's at meet her where she's at and also like look at it as like instead of being like oh she's gonna like do drugs and marry like I mean that the worst person in the world I'm trying to think of it like no she's probably maybe she's gonna like stand up for herself and fight for things and be like a Meghan Markle (laughs) yeah I mean I think every parent probably thinks their kids gonna be amazing but I think she has some pretty interesting personality traits and characteristics that will lead her to be kind of a phenomenal human. I wonder how much of it <clears throat> of my anxieties do come from working with drug addicted youth. Probably a because lot of them. I have seen kids that are amazing mm-hmm. and I've seen them be these kids who have no place to live and thinking I can tell that you're amazing and they like will show me like their art or they'll like tell me about um, you know they'll bring their guitar and they'll be like so good at guitar and they'll be telling me how their parents paid for them to have like guitar lessons every Friday and they live in all this shit where you think like this lays the groundwork for like a really good stable kid Mm -hmm. but then here they are with no home fucking like shooting up heroin and so they're also not telling you all the trauma that they experienced in this like perfect from the outside family right like <clears throat> those kids could also have been like molested by their uncle for their entire life. Yeah. Right. Like there's any manner of fucked up trauma that happens to children that isn't visible from the exterior. And that's the problem. No, I know. But I'm just saying like the ones who you think that their parents would be enough of a buffer to like buffer trauma. But anyway, mm-hmm. I wonder like if I hadn't worked with that, population for so long if I wouldn't have this anxiety of her becoming that Mm -hmm. because it sucks but well I mean and that's and because I do believe so part of me I think that it is born of trauma like drug addiction specifically Mm -hmm. but I also think that an untreated mental illness yeah but I also think that there's um a larger number or there is a certain part of the population who are like really this might also be like me like stroking the ego about like how amazing I think she is but I feel like there are people who feel who are very very smart very very artistic who feel like misunderstood by society because they kind of like are on a different plane mm-hmm. and I don't want to say Kurt Cobain because I don't necessarily believe that Kurt Cobain was that amazing sorry if there's anyone out there who like loves Nirvana but um, the way that people do think about Kurt Cobain, like he was like this amazing, like he was like a god, and no one understood him, and that's why like he ended up like using drugs and stuff is because he didn't feel like he belonged in our society. I don't think. I think he just couldn't handle fame. It like fucked him up. Yeah. Anyway, we're not having this. Isn't the Kurt Cobain podcast? But I'm just <laughs> saying that like I think that there's also people who don't necessarily who aren't traumatized but are just sort of like drawn to drugs because um it kind of like calms down their brains that are going like too fast do you know what i mean Mm. am i making any sense that they feel like they need to like take the edge off because they feel everything too intensely is that what you're trying to say yeah or they like think too much or they have like so much going on because they're so artistic or they're so smart that 
the drugs help them sort of like come down to level of like everybody else like a more functional level yeah i don't know i mean maybe (laughs) the thing is we can't control that we cannot control if our child ends up a drug addict or not like really all we can do is love them support them give them the best um most enriching environment and education as we can and support them yeah you know it's also coming from and you know me not coming from a family full of addicts. so much trauma <laughs> so much trauma in your childhood and your all your family members childhoods and just so much mm-hmm. trauma <laughs> like yeah yeah it's so true sarah silverman says in her book that parents that grandparents are better than parents because when you're parenting you're putting your baggage on your kid like you can't mm-hmm. help but to put a certain amount of your bag your baggage on your kid Mm -hmm. but grandparents there's enough removal that the grandparents aren't putting their baggage on the kid Mm -hmm. they're just able to be a grandparent Mm -hmm. obviously if they're like a well normal human being Mm -hmm. some people in this family excluded um but it's true like Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be aware of that with the kids Well, i think i think you forget that like they're gonna have and are have already had a very good life. You know, we didn't accidentally become parents. We didn't... This is, like, the most intentionally built family. And we really waited until we were, like, solid human beings to start doing this. Mm -hmm. So what they get that maybe some other kids don't is parents who are ready to sacrifice to be parents, ready to put all of their effort and energy into being parents and have really spent a decent amount of time before their children came along working on their own issues. So we don't have the same level of like baggage and I don't know, stuff. Cause like we didn't have kids cause people expected us to. We didn't have kids because that's just the, like, logical next step. We didn't have kids because one of us accidentally got got pregnant. Like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> so, not that, like, we're better parents, but we're just, we really were afforded. And, like, that's the positive side of having it be less easy to get pregnant is that you're really ready. <laughs> you really want it and you really... Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's the update with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Silas is almost two. He's going to be two on the 25th. He's so funny. He's so chatty. He has been like, he's his daycare, um, like, owner and other workers call him their gentleman because he's very polite <laughs> he's he'll apologize for stuff he hasn't done yeah. it's so funny i'll like stub my toe on a chair and be like ow and he'll be like sorry mama and i'm like no Silas, you didn't do it <laughs> it's not your fault <laughs> and like sterling will get frustrated with him and push him down and then she's upset because she's you know having to have a moment to think about what she did and he'll stand there and he'll be like 
oh, darling, cry. <laughs> I go, I go see her. I'm like, she's a, she's being punished basically <laughs> because she hurt you and you're concerned about her. Like he's yeah. just, and that's the thing. Like she'll could, have tantrums because she wants a toy he's playing with, and like nine times out of ten, he'll just give it to her. He'll be like, mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. But I'm, but it makes it difficult to try and get her to learn to share because he just hands everything over to her. Mm-hmm. Or you try and like stand up for him because you're like, this is shitty. Like <laughs> he should be allowed to play with his toy every so often, maybe <laughs> without her being like, no. And she'll even say like, I want to play with the toys only. And I'm like, <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't want Silas to touch the toys at all. Yeah. That's what I want, mom. I'm like, cool. You're a jerk, but okay. <laughs> she's not. I mean, and we have to. I have to keep remind. You have to keep reminding me that she's just not capable of it yet, and it's not because she's a jerk. She's just three and a half. Yeah. But I don't know how to. Like, okay, she's not capable of sharing. So how <laughs> then do we get Silas to also be able to play with things? I don't know. We buy four of everything. <laughs> well, we. Yeah, we're right now. Her favorite toys are the like cars and trucks that we have kind of made into their favorite show, which is Stinky and Dirty. If anyone has Amazon Prime, it's on there. It's this really. It's just two seasons about a garbage truck and a digger, and they like solve problems together. But the kids love it, and they've watched every episode like ten times. Oh my god! They're and so we don't obsessed. let them have a ton of screen time. This is like. Whenever they're allowed it, this is what they want to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's so many episodes, so they've just watched them over and over again. Yeah. And so the, like, trucks and cars and stuff that they already had have become the stinky and dirty cast. <laughs> and there's even, like, multiple... We're even, like, we're like, oh, look, there's two garbage trucks. So this one can be dirty, and or this one can be stinky, and this one can be stinky. And then Sterling's like, I want them both. And you're like... <laughs> Dude, like, um, come on, man. Like, work with me. I'm trying to make this, like, equitable. But it's just, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll just see what happens with that. We just have to keep reminding her, I think, and not be too hard on her. Mm-hmm. Or try and set more timers. Yeah, the timer thing works okay. That's, like, decent. But um, the thing that, like that I struggle with is when she grabs stuff out of his hands. I'm like, no, like, especially mm-hmm. as, cause I, and this is where I put my own stuff on to the kids is that I'm like, that used to happen to me and I didn't have control. And like, that's so shitty. Like, but he mostly doesn't care except when he does. And then I'm like, okay, fair. I'm taking that back from you, giving it to him. You can go and do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that we really just need to focus on, like, the redirect, the, like, distraction, whatever thing. Although the, the like, bane of, like, our lives is, okay, Sterling really wants to play with all the stinky and dirty stuff. Cool. Okay, we'll get the cars from Cars. We'll get Silas's, like, Mater and his um, Lightning McQueen out. And then she's like, I want to play with those. And you're like, <laughs> ugh, like, you can't have all the things. Yeah. It's so... It just becomes, like, a pointless chain of, like, okay, we're going to bring this out for, like, this morning. I know. We could be, like, here's a sock covered in poo, Silas. Do you want to play with this? And Sterling would be, like, me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just control. She's she's very 
very much into having control. She likes to dictate who walks in front. She wants to like tell us how quickly we can walk, whether we're allowed to run. I have been like battling her for months about pushing Silas when she wants to get ahead of him. She puts her hand out and tries to push him behind her. I'm like, just be faster. Your legs are twice as long. You are faster. Like, just get ahead of him. You just don't run. To, you don't have to push him over. And she does just, oh, man. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. They'll work it out, though. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to start the physically fighting. And that would be like, great. We, like, strike a balance between intervening, letting them sort it out on their own, and just ignoring the shit because we can't. Mm-hmm. just can't fight with them about every single fight they're having. Yeah. But then in those like awesome moments when they're playing together and they're just running around and having so much fun, it's like <gasps> and they're being so sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. me want to die. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Like today we went to the woods cause we can't do anything else because as the video we showed Sterling says the world caught a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which by the way, is really hard. Like that part is really like, obviously it's hard to be stuck at home and not able to go to a playground and not go to play with friends and not see grandma and not see your cousin or your auntie. Like the kids had a pretty regular, um, interaction with my mom, my sister and, and my niece. Um, even with like every couple months we'd see your dad and his wife, we would see like your mom sometimes my grandma like we actually have seen a lot of friends and family we've been pretty decent on that and it's funny because right before all this coronavirus stuff started you were like we need to do more play dates i know i was <laughs> and then having this like, whole like lockdown <laughs> thing about i i felt like sterling needed to have more friends her age but anyway that being said sterling is in preschool two mornings a week and goes to full-time daycare. So she is around other children Monday to Friday, nine to or eight, eight to five. So she is very socialized. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, I don't think there's anything else that needs to be updated about us. We're still in Port Moody. Well, now you know where you live. Don't stalk us, crazies. Um, what else? Oh, we We have the same jobs. Yeah. What? Well, we, um, we had the kids each in their, in separate daycares because that's all we could manage to find, um, and get them into, but we actually managed to find something that is hopefully one day soon going to be really good for them is that they're both going to be in the same daycare of an in-home daycare with a new daycare provider who's like on our way to work. It's going to cut down Angie's like insane amount of driving in the mornings and hopefully we'll help them learn how to play together and like get along a bit better too. Yeah, because we were, the way that they, they were in daycare is that I had to drive one way in the opposite direction of my work and then drive back basically past our place in another opposite direction from my work Mm -hmm. drop off one kid drop off the other and then head to work and so I would have to leave my work at 4 15 in order to be basically right on time to pick Silas up at 5 30 
So it was like so much driving. And also Sterling never really loved her daycare. Although now that she's not there, she like keeps talking about how she misses it. But of course. Right. But I think sort of what we realized is that Sterling's emotional development wasn't really been being she like her most emotional needs weren't being met is what it seemed like. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things that we didn't love about her daycare like the fact that they watched tv pretty much every day which was not disclosed was not accurately you know explained um they try and force them to eat everything on their in their lunch which i don't like either because sterling's actually really done quite well recently with food but she's always kind of been not the greatest eater um so that bothered us. Um, there was some like weird discipline stuff that had come up. And so we just like had a couple of things. And then we had that like. Yeah, we. And also the thing is like, ev- I'd say more often than not, every time I would drop her off, she would say, I don't want to go to daycare. I don't like it here. And I would have to be like, well, you're going. And that sucked too mm-hmm. to have your kid telling you, I don't want to do this over and over and over again and you keep just not listening like I was always wondering what message are we sending to her right now that Mm -hmm. she can tell us I don't want to do this I don't like it over and over and we are just not going to listen to her Mm -hmm. and so that was really bothering me and was weighing on me Um, and then yeah there was this one day when Silas was sick anyway so I was late dropping her off because he puked all over the car and so I just ended up bringing them both home and calling in sick to work and Sterling's like I don't want to go to daycare like the usual thing and I was like and even though I'd sat her down and we both have asked her this before been like okay why because we are responsible and we're trying to figure out like if there's something going on and usually Mm -hmm. it was like pretty trivial stuff like they make me sit and be quiet Mm-hmm. or I pushed so-and-so and then I had to sit in the blue chair, like whatever. But this time she said, um, I don't like being touched. And I was like, oh, fuck. But I was like trying to be cash. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? And um, what did she say? I had the whole thing out, like verbatim. Mm-hmm. She was... She was like, I don't like being touched. And I was like, oh, okay, who's who touches you? And then she was like, I don't like being scratched and hit. And she was, and then she told me about how some girl like scratches and hits her. And I was like, okay, well, that's going to happen at daycare, like whatever. And then, and then she's like, oh, and I don't like being kissed. And I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, who's kissing you? And she didn't want to talk about it anymore. She just clammed up. And yeah. we got And we got really stressed about that because... Her daycare also has an after-school program that's connected to it. It's, like, in the same building. They sometimes connect, like, cross paths. And I got really freaked out that, like, one of the older boys maybe was doing something. And without, like, you can't force a three-year-old to tell you to talk, right? You can't, like... Anyway, I was at work and I just, like, lost my shit. I was like, I can't deal with this. I can't. Yeah, because I was, like, texting Jackie, like, just so you know... Uh, this is what Sterling said. And then, like, um, the mental health, like, we have a counselor and staff at work, and she actually used to work in an assessment clinic 
with children who had been sexually assaulted. So she like took one look at me and was like, let's go talk. (laughs) And, um, and she just like, was like, you're doing everything right. Like, this is okay, but you can't be here. Go home, be with your child. Like, don't force her to talk to you, but just tell her what a good kid she is for telling you that she's feeling this way and that it's always okay to tell, tell you when she doesn't feel comfortable with someone. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was really like good timing for to have her right there. Um, and it turned out to not be anything major. It, yeah, we sort of, I managed to get out of her that it was two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one who I think was younger and one maybe around the same age or a bit older. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her like, well, how did it make you feel that these kids were you know, trying to kiss you. It, and I think what was happening is that she was like laying on the floor in the gym pretending to sleep and they were like kissing her awake or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and then one t- another thing she told me was that the kid who sat next to her was trying to kiss her mm-hmm. um, was like, oh, hey, Sterling, do you want to kiss? And she was like, no. And then he tried to kiss her anyway, which it's like three and you're already fucking dealing with saying no and people not listening. Issues. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Um, anyway, and we did talk to the daycare about it and they were like, oh, silly boys. Kind oh yeah. Of thing. And she, Cause she had also said to us like, we don't kiss at daycare. And it was like, okay, that's obviously a line. Cause we'd never said that to her. So that was like, that's obviously a line that one of the daycare teachers is saying. And does that mean it's happened before and they haven't brought it to us? So we were just like, not feeling great about all of that. And then there was that st- stupid thing with the, like, they wouldn't give her her cupcake. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, like, that, was, that was a thing. So, but. but that, the whole kissing thing kind of freaked us out enough mm-hmm. that we were like, hey, let's just look for another daycare. Like, this kind of feels like the last straw because of, like, the cupcake thing and other stuff. Sterling just constantly telling us, I don't like it there. Mm-hmm. And I think because, like, you could tell she would come back, she would come home and just, like, want to be alone. Because it was so busy. There were so many kids that I think she was just overstimulated. I think it was too much for her. And it's like, I I know that she really likes the structure, but she doesn't have the same reaction at her preschool, which is amazing and wonderful. And we like adore it. So yeah, it was was never like we went to pick her up from daycare and we're like, okay, Sterling, come on, we got to go. That did happen a couple times, but more often than not, she would run and be like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to get home as soon as, like, as soon as she saw you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. she. So we found this new place and we're really excited about it. I think that the person who runs it is, like, way more progressive and crunchy. And, like, we, we just, yeah. And it's smaller. So she'll be with mm-hmm. six kids instead of 20, mm-hmm. which... No, not 20. There were 27 kids in her pre- in her daycare. Yeah. So, which is just so much better, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so much better for her. Mm-hmm. But then we were, like, gearing up for this whole, like, okay, we're going to switch daycares and everything. And then the virus mm-hmm. came. And it was so, like, it was weird because I had already... Because the kids were sick. And then I took a day off for my birthday. And so... You hadn't been at work for I a while. I hadn't been at work for a while anyway. You had a couple of days of working from home because of, like, scheduling stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, there was quite a while that you weren't actually physically yeah. at work. And then it was like, okay, don't come back. Or no, they had... 
wanted you to come back. Yeah. They were so. telling you guys not to come in unless or to come in unless you had any kind of symptoms. And then you guys were all like, um, this thing is being transmitted before people have symptoms. It's not smart for us to come into the office when we have the cap- capability of working it. Yeah, I home. sort of banded together all the other people who were in the same position as me. And we just sent an email to the to the ED and we're like, we're not going to come in. We are going to work from home. We have the, cap- the capacity to do that. And that's safer the end (laughs) like Mm -hmm. fire us fine whatever but then our ed was super understanding because basically that monday was when everything sort of like shut down yeah it was like deemed a pandemic and everyone was like okay yeah stay home don't do things Mm -hmm. um and then so that week we had the kids in daycare and it was like every time i would go to drop them off there would be fewer and fewer kids Mm -hmm. And I was feeling more and more like, this is irresponsible. Why are we doing this? And I mean, I work for nine one one, so I'm, I count as a first responder. So our kids were in. Should say that. Why? I don't know. We've never said that before. Oh. Well. There's no editing. It's fine. I'm actually okay with it. I know, but that means that people can find you and. Anything you say about your work is now out in public and what you do privately. I think it's fine. Anyways, um, they don't know exactly where I do this. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, so our kids were entitled to be in care, but it just didn't feel good <laughs> to be like, cool, go be with other kids who's Parents may or may not be frontline workers as first responders. I don't know. Um, but we just like kind of powered through that week because we had already had a bunch of time off for spring break. Yeah. So, so we're like, we just have to get to spring break and then we will have a week and a half off together anyway because mm-hmm. we pre-booked it. So we'll see what happens at the end of spring break, basically. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a wait and see but then we were like okay we're going into like 10 days or 11 days or something of all of us being stuck together and not being able to go out anywhere (laughs) so we got like a bunch of art supplies and we like looked at all sorts of different like um like parks and trails and like um, hikes that we could go on and stuff. <laughs> we had this whole list of like ideas of things that we could do and it actually went fine. It was actually pretty nice. And that was when we started having some like really nice success with the kids in bedtimes and everything was kind of going well. Yeah. Cause I think part of Sterling's bedtime issues did have to do with daycare. Mm-hmm. I think she felt like by the time we got home and we had dinner and we'd settled, then it would be time for bed. She would be like, I don't want to go to bed. I feel like I just got home. Mm-hmm. I want to play with my toys. I want to like, I, f- I think it her had like more refraction with- period, like is much longer than I think a regular kid. You know what I mean? Like she needed to like decompress more. I think she needed more time like with parents. Kind of an introvert in some ways. Yeah. Like she really needs that sort of like reset alone time or, or downtime to like recharge. 
So I think the new daycare will be so much better in that sense. But that's why I think now she's going to bed because she's like, I've had my fill of you. I've had you all day. I've gotten one-on-one time with you. I've got to play with things I want to play with. I've gotten Mm -hmm. to like snuggle you and, you know, tell you all the things I want to tell you. And like, yeah, she's not having that feeling of like missing out. Yeah. So when it sort of got to the end of spring break, um, the daycares let us know like oh we'll keep taking the kids because of the first responder status but then we didn't feel comfortable well and silas's daycare was like you're gonna keep him at home right like it was basically (laughs) like technically he could be here but you probably don't want him to because her husband works with um like in people in old folks homes so we were like yeah that's not Mm -hmm. that's not great yeah so then I took a leave of absence from work, mm-hmm. and I've been home with them ever since. So you've been home with them for how long now then? Three weeks? God, I don't even know. It feels like a year since all of this started. It's so crazy. After, I went back to work at the beginning of April, right? Because I was off until the 31st of March. So you've been off since then. You've been home by yourself with the kids Monday to Friday, since the beginning of April. So yeah. I guess it's been about three weeks. Yeah. Almost three weeks. And I'm getting the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, which is great. Because they've also suspended our student loan payments. Yeah, so let's just talk about how great Canada is. Mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of listeners in the United States. Wow. Or at least we did before we like yeah. pieced out for a year. Maybe we only have one now. I know. I was like, who's going to listen to this (laughs) um Mm. but the application for the benefit was literally do you apply or do you qualify yes done and then i got two thousand dollars three days later later. (laughs) yeah and then i reapplied today and the question was still do you qualify yes and i'm probably gonna get my money today is saturday i'll probably get it on tuesday Mm -hmm. um and so they've they've uh, suspended student loan payments. You we're can, not paying for childcare. Yeah, we're not paying for childcare, even though our spots are held, so we could technically still send them. Um, what well, else? No, I mean her. The new daycare said she was open to taking children of first responders, but she's caring for two children right now whose parents are both doctors. And we were like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, I can tell that particularly Sterling is kind of getting bored with this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I would like to send her somewhere else just as like a change of scenery Mm -hmm. and a change of people. So it'd be nice to like send her maybe just one day. But I don't know. No. It's (laughs) not. I mean, it's, it's not. That's not the focus. Like, I know she's bored. I'm fucking bored. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You get a nice leisurely drive to work where you can listen to your podcasts. You get to go on a nice leisurely walk on your break. Um, just for the record, my walk is not leisurely. I am it's brisk, pounding the pavement, <laughs> working up a sweat, um, which has actually been nice. I've been focusing on some fitness, which has been good because that has also been a part of like my struggle is that. I really was having a hard time finding a way to regain the strength that I lost 
and I was having a lot of pain and like really having to relearn how to take care of my body, I guess. No, but you know what I mean. Like you have <clears throat> yes, all I that have time, time to I yourself. Do. I do. I'm not bored. I'm actually not bored. I can pretty much always find something to do. Like today I spent the whole day like puttering through the kitchen and like dealing with shit that just needed to be sorted through and like purged and I've been doing that like sort of periodically which has been nice and a lot of cleaning and like I actually really am not bored I like being home I'm such a homebody but that's because I get to go but to work you're not every day. home that's I know the thing <laughs> I know and that's what I'm saying I get to go to work every day so on the weekends when you're like I want to leave I'm like I know but we also can't like today Sterling was very sad that after we went to the woods which you thought they would be bored with, which they aren't because we keep going to different places. You really can't be bored of being in, in the, like, wilderness. No, but it's just... Uh, the... I can tell... Not with Silas, because anytime I'm like, let's go outside, he's like, yeah! But I can tell with Sterling that the excitement of being like, let's go outside has, like, died for her because she's like, oh, what? We're going to go to the ramp outside our building? Or we're going to go to the open field, like, four, two blocks away and play with toys. Like, she's getting now how limited mm-hmm. the outside experience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why we try so hard on the weekends to go, you know, we we drive to, like, different forests and different paths and different, like, places, beaches, like, wherever we can to kind of spice things up for them. But, Yeah. It's tough. It's mm-hmm. definitely tough. I feel like we were talking about something before. I that. know. I was totally just like, <laughs> that's we're talking not, about that wasn't the point. How you are, you get all your alone time. And anyway, I'm home with the kids, <laughs> is what the point is, I guess. Yeah. And we have like a routine, which oh my on God. one hand, I'm like, no, I have it's to, good. I, I have to say, you are amazing with them you have done so well I've been so impressed Angie like instituted because she was really anxious about being home by herself with the kids all all the time not being able to like go and see other people or go to playgrounds or like anything so she instituted um what she calls mama school and so they have like a full like curriculum-y kind of day and it's so fucking wonderful you're like really inventive with the things you do and everything's sort of centered around a letter of the day and then that kind of informs the like other activities and you guys have done some like really lovely crafts and some really cool like science experiments and the kids are retaining the things that you guys are talking about and I'm just so impressed with you well thank you I don't think that it's that impressive but that's fine be impressed you never think (laughs) that the things you do are that great that's very true um but yeah so but i feel like they are starting to get bored of the routine mm-hmm. yeah i mean now is the point when you like things of like the novelty of, of all the things that you've been doing or is wearing off see so we have to get more creative but it's not about that that's not why we're home right we're home you guys are home because of health reasons, because of a global pandemic. And it's not a reason to like send them somewhere else just because they're bored. 
you know, it's about everyone's well-being and protecting our entire community. So we will stay home until we are told that it's safe to stay home a little less. Right? Yeah. But BC is doing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> BC is doing well. And I'm actually quite proud of the way our both provincial and federal government has dealt with this. I think there are some things that could have been done better. But overall, I'm like, especially listening to the things that are happening in the States, it's like, it's fucking horrendous. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and Biden, okay. Ugh. He was not my first choice. He was... He was not, not my even my choice. second choice or, or my third. third. You don't get a say. <laughs> oh, I know. I get to vote. I know. Um, I, I couldn't decide who my first choice was, but I made. But you don't. The people to- that I donated to were, Bernie. Warren. And, Tulsi Gabbard. But I will say that was before she got fucking weird mm-hmm. and started like hating on the DNC and the like and being totally crazy about Hillary Clinton and getting all like nutty. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see a push up contest between her and Trump. I thought that if she would end up on the debate stage with him and, and she challenged him to a push up contest, that would be the best thing in the world. Have Did you ever she seen? Say she was gonna do that. No, I just wanted her to do that. Have you ever seen her Instagram? No. Oh well, she like works at her like Instagram is just like political stuff and workout videos, and she's well, she's like a soldier, mm-hmm. so she's like very hardcore, and she can like she does all this these crazy workouts. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. try and like challenge Trump to a push up contest, fucking fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she got crazy, and I was like, ooh, awkward. Um, my money back but i did actually really like so sad when warren dropped out yeah me too but i did also really like kamala Mm -hmm. but i never donated to her and that's what they said like when i was reading the like post what do you call it exit polls no no postpartum The, like, aftermath breakdown of what they thought happened with her. And it was that people showed up for her and they loved her and everything, but no one was donating. The analysis? Yes. And I was like, I'm that person. I loved her. And I wanted her. And I was super excited about her. And I was like, yes. But I didn't donate. Why didn't I donate? Mm -hmm. What happened there? Was she not asking for it? I don't know. Did I feel like she didn't need it? It was very Mm. weird. Hmm. Um, I think in the end, if they were all on the ballot, I think, I think I would have gone, mm, it's hard to choose between Bernie and Warren for me. Yeah. And from this position, now that it's like off the table, I feel like Warren more, but I think Mm -hmm. that when... They were all on the table. I think I was more Bernie because I felt like Bernie had more of a chance, Mm -hmm. which is like clear as in like he dropped out later than she did. But But that's the shitty thing. It's like 
Elizabeth Warren would have been an amazing president. Yes. She would have been. Maybe she still will be. Who knows? But do people just dislike women that much? That literally their complaint about her was like, well, she like has a plan for everything. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. You'd prefer Trump then, obviously, who has no plans whatsoever except to exploit and fuck up everything. Yeah. I I honestly believe that if people gave Bernie a chance and just elected him and were just like, let's see what happens in these four years, Mm -hmm. that the United States would be so much better Mm -hmm. that people wouldn't want to go back and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to go back because... Because it would just be a better situation but for everybody. You have to remember that, like, even Biden now, his platform is the most progressive platform, the furthest left that, like, any president has ever had. It's more, it's, it's more progressive than Obama. It's more progressive than Hillary. Like, it's because of what's happened, it's moved everyone's expectations to the left. Everyone's expectations towards universal health care towards like they've even i mean they're basically giving everyone a ubi right now (laughs) like what's a ubi universal basic income oh uh yeah i mean obviously biden is better than not biden or trump no i'm just saying like it's hard because you look at the field and you're like oh man like there were some really amazing candidates but he's still going to be better than obviously better than right what's there right now but better than what's happened before even like he could be better than obama that's impossible well you shut your mouth i don't know (laughs) i mean i have some i think there are some things about joe biden that are problematic for sure like cool another 70 ish year old white guy awesome not to mention the anita hill stuff and the sexual allegation that's been made against him, I haven't followed up with that. I don't know how legitimate it is or is not. Um, also, he helped put into law like many things that were basically would disenfranchise black people. Like he's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. getting the African-American following that Bernie had. Mm-hmm. But... He's trying to pull them over. Like, mm-hmm. in that endorsement speech that Obama gave, he specifically brought up Bernie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's doing that as a tactic to try and get the Bernie people over to Joe Biden's side because the Bernie mm-hmm. people are so hardcore Bernie that they are, it's the whole like Bernie or bust thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for Bernie or I'm not going to vote at all or I'm going to vote for Trump because fuck, burn it all down. I don't care. That's so not okay. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. But I think it's becoming more common knowledge now that like, or more, I don't know, people seem more aware that, you know, it's not a democracy. It's it's just not a true democracy anymore. No. I don't know that it ever really was, but things like the Electoral College, the way the Senate fucking works, um... Congress is kind of fucked too. Like, it has really shined a light on the fact that there's no repercussions when the law isn't followed by the president. You know, when like mm-hmm. 
Well, then we're going to send you a subpoena. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, fuck your subpoena. Oh. Well, what or like, we, what do we do this now? This isn't how we do this. Okay, but it's not actually a law. So it's just a convention that people have followed because they cared about that kind of thing. And now that Donald Trump is there, he doesn't give a fuck. And everyone's like, oh, hmm, shit. <laughs> Maybe we should have like put that in writing that like you can't make money off of your job as the president for your private companies <laughs> or you should have to show your tax returns mm-hmm. anyway or uh, divest or like anti-nepotism or like just so many things mm-hmm. so many things not even like even even the way he's responded to the pandemic like He's given states that were more red and for him more supplies and, like, more support than blue states, which is so fucked up. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll be out of office. Oh, my God. If he wins, like, if he wins, you people just want (laughs) your country to fucking burn because that's... No, it's not every American, though. It just, it really, well, I don't know if you saw this. I just saw this today or yesterday, is that there's people that are out protesting the, like, social isolation thing. Mm -hmm. They're, like, going out with their guns. Like, why the, why do you need your guns, Mm -hmm. number one? And they're just, like, all standing together in, like, Capitol Hill or wherever the fuck they are. I don't know. Protesting, being like, give us our liberties back. Like, Americans are just fucked. Well, it's not even... Not all of you, but those ones who have very loud voices. But it's like not being enforced. Social distancing is not even being enforced, is it? It's not being enforced here. But also in this... There's so many states that don't even have stay-at-home orders or anything. So I don't see how... I mean, there's also people here that were trying to protest social distancing. Mm-hmm. There was like eight of them. <laughs> and it was one family from a household, so they were basically social distancing. <laughs> Did you make that part up? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I didn't read that. Um, and then they said sorry after. It was all very Canadian. <laughs> sorry, but uh, we would like to go out. I'm sorry. I didn't. Did I upset you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. You were going to say something. This is live, guys. Live. No editing. Mm-hmm. Fill for time. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't remember. All right. Well. Mm. Angie had this, like, ep- epiphanic moment today where you were like, we're going to record tonight. <laughs> if we can't record during a quarantine, she was like, our kids go to bed early enough. There's no reason we can't. And it's actually really nice. Yeah, I was doing the dishes and I was thinking, I don't know what I was thinking about, but it just like came to me. I was like, oh yeah, our podcast, we can bring it back. It's alive. Oh my God. But we should tell them about what happened when we did venture into the woods, into the woods, Mm. into the woods. So we'd also a very Canadian story. Mm. Yeah, we live in Port Moody and we live quite close to Rocky Point Park and we love the Shoreline Trail. So we're like, well, we'll give it a try because over the, this was over... The Easter weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
they had like preemptively closed a bunch of things. They like all the all the parking lots were closed at big parks and stuff. They were really hoping that people would stay in their own municipality. So we were like, okay, well, we're not going to venture out like we normally would, like maybe to a different city. We're going to stay in our own. And we went to the Shoreline Trail. And the two days leading up to this, me and the kids went to the specific part of the Shoreline Trail where there is someone had built this little like shelter in the woods. And they've been playing in it, pretending that it's like, it's like a, a house. Fort. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And there's also this big like fallen log that the kids were like walking on, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I go out with them, I kind of let, just let them wander. And if I can see them, because I'm like, it's the woods. They're not going to get hit by a car. Like, what's what's really going to happen? Um, so yeah, I'm not really worried about how far away from me they get Mm -hmm. but when we got there somebody had like changed it in some way and sterling was very upset because there were no (laughs) dishes or something no cups i don't know what she's talking about (laughs) because there was this one log that she said was the fire Mm. so she would like put this log in the middle and be like it's a fire and then put it on the ground then put this other log in the middle and say this is our dinner let's eat and then she'd be like and then let's have a dance party Mm-hmm. and loop this around but the like fire log was missing and so she was like fuck this place it sucks now let's do something else mm-hmm. and so so because sterling wasn't excited about it silas was like whatever so he turns around to like run away and i'm like silas come back silas come back and i'm like i start running after him he's not listening to me i look up and I'm like there's a fucking bear right there he's running at the bear and i'm like like it was like somebody lit a fire under me i was like oh like <laughs> Oh my god, it was so stressful. And I was watching You're Jackie be like, us. "Yeah, I was behind Jackie." And she's like, "Silas, wait, come back, Silas!" And then she freaks out. I'm like, "Whoa!" Like he's not going anywhere. He's mm-hmm. just like running. Mm-hmm. Why is she being so intense? And then I look up and I see that there's a bear, and she's running. And I'm like, "I don't know if she's gonna get to him in time." And I felt like because I have very long legs and I'm quite a fast runner, I was like. I could probably beat her because he had a quite a yeah, significant he head start was yeah. the thing is that he was already quite far away uh-huh. and was running uh-huh. and he's fucking fast for a little I one. I know. He's like, <laughs> he just like takes off. Yeah. Oh, it was so So hard. I started running and then I was like, when I realized that she was going to get him, I turned around and was like, Sterling, get back in the stroller. And I like scooped her up and shoved her in. And she was like, What? what's going on she was so confused i know because she can hear me like obviously like stressed yelling at him and these people across from kind of like where we were they were sort of on the other side of the bear were like there's a bear there i'm like yeah i got it thanks like can't you tell that i'm fucking running after my almost two-year-old here i don't think silas actually saw the bear i don't think he knew he was running at a bear but he just thought i was chasing him and he was running away and it was funny and he does the same where he goes i run and then he just starts running mm-hmm. super fast. And like I grabbed him. I don't even remember after that. I just like remember having him. And he was like five feet from the bear when I grabbed him. I grabbed him. You were like right behind me pretty much. I chucked him in the stroller and we like took off. And then. But then we. But the bear like the went bear into didn't the. The bear did see us. I don't think. It was no. like not really paying attention but to us. But we had to walk towards the bear mm-hmm. to get out of the woods. Mm-hmm. Because either turn around, walk away from the bear, get deeper into the woods. And then meet back up meet with the bear back because up with the of bear. the way we would have had to go. But deeper in the woods, which is not, not great. So, we, yeah, we did kind of have to go past the bear. But um, it was busy doing its bear thing. It was, like, looking for food. But it, I had this, like, very salient moment of, like, entering the park and being, like, it's very quiet. Like, like sound-wise, it was very quiet. Not I mean, there were people there. It wasn't that busy at all. But, like, 
I just kept thinking, oh, I wonder if there's going to be, because there's been bears at the park before since we've lived here. And not that we've seen, but that we've heard of like people being at the park and there being a bear there or bear or like usually it's a mama bear with like her cubs. But anyways, I totally had the thought of I wonder if the fact that it's so quiet, there's not as much going on to like deter the bears from being here if there's going to be more bear sightings. And I should have fucking listened to my (laughs) own like I don't know if that's intuition or if that was just like a coincidence. I don't know, but. I had that same moment, moment, though, the day before, because we were at a little further up the trail where the log had fallen that the kids were climbing on, and Silas was doing that. I run away! Mm-hmm. And he was running up the trail. As f- like He would get far enough away, like from here to the front door, mm-hmm. and then would run back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sterling was like just walking back and forth on this log. And you had told me on your lunch break, you're like, be careful, there was like a cougar sighting. Mm-hmm. And it was like so quiet, and I couldn't hear anybody, and I was like, Oh, and I started like looking around into all the bushes because I was like, cougar, 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 Cougars are cougar. terrifying. I would never want to. I mean, the person that reported it said that it was a bobcat, but I was like, a bobcat? Like, those are pretty small and like not. I mean, they're a big cat, but. But cougars like stalk you and jump on you from behind. Mm. They're terrifying. They'll eat children. They will fully eat children. Yeah. And I was letting Silas like wander. Mm-hmm. So. So then today when we went into the woods, I was like, <laughs> I was like singing and clapping and yelling, like just trying to be as loud as possible because now I have the fear. Yeah, it's good that the kids are into Frozen too because we'd be like, oh, <laughs> and they'll like repeat it and mm-hmm. the bears are like, oh, fuck this shit. No, they repeat the like Olaf version, which is very shrill and obnoxious, which mm-hmm. is perfect. But yeah. Um, and I'm then really after pee. Okay. Fill for time. Okay. Yeah. So after that though, we're like. We kind of get like a safe distance away and then stop to just be like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh, that was crazy. And Sterling just keeps going, was it a real bear, mom? Was it, was it a real bear? And I'm like, yes, it was a real bear. It was a real bear. And Silas was running at the real bear. Like I couldn't even, it was like so surreal. Ugh. God, it like gives me anxiety just thinking about it. (sighs) But it was one of those moments as a parent where you're just like, nothing else matters. I'm literally running at full force towards a bear because I have to save my kid from doing the same. Like, oh God, he would have, like, I think he would have just run into it because he just was running and kids just don't fucking pay attention to the world around them. They just do what they want to do. Oh, anyway, I don't, I still don't think like we, I asked him later on, like, did you see the bear? And he's like, what? No, <laughs> like he had no idea. Mm-mm. Yeah, so that was our excitement for Easter. Mm-hmm. And then we did an Easter egg hunt in our apartment, which the kids really liked. Mm-hmm. They got a reasonable amount of chocolate compared to the year before where we had an obscene amount of chocolate and ended up throwing it away mm-hmm. because there was no way. We actually had it up until Christmas time, and we're like, this is super old now. We mm-hmm. need to just chuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with the amount that we we like managed to but we I mean it's also part of the COVID situation right like I almost forgot about buying chocolate and I happened to be at the pharmacy because I had to go pick up a prescription I was like oh shit should I get Easter stuff and you were like yeah and I just grabbed what I got two bunnies and two bags of eggs that's all I did yeah which was fine and then we had some like stuff in the valentine leftover from valentine's day that then we were like 
put out for them to find. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then eventually my mom gave them some stuff too, which was like also reasonable. So <laughs> I don't think that'll be the case next year. I think everyone will go like celebration crazy and just like, th- <laughs> yeah. Oops. I feel like we need to go to Disneyland when this is over. I do not want to do that because that is not safe. When However, it's over, st- when it's okay, when it's when deemed we stay on the safe. West, when we stay on the, it's not going to be safe until there's a vaccine. The vaccine will not be here for like a year. And we're not going to have herd immunity for quite a while either. So it's not like we are going to be able to just go back to regular life. We're not going to also, I just, we're not going to Disneyland with two tiny, tiny kids. No. Can you imagine though how excited they would be if there was Anna and Elsa? Yeah, we can do that without going to Disneyland. It's not the same. I did say it was the same. I want it to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to Disneyland in the next... I'm going to just call I'm going like, to go by myself. No, you're not. Why? Because. Why can't we go to Disneyland? We live through a pandemic. Our kids are too little. They're not too little. They, they are the perfect are. age for no. them to be like brains exploding because they're so excited. No. Silas is too little. The days there are too long. It's way too crowded. There's so much going on. They're good. They wouldn't enjoy a lot of the rides that are too intense for them. They're just too little. Hmm. I think you got to wait until they're like six, like youngest six. Okay. So like, that's what I'm saying. A couple more years. Okay. What about Harry and Megan? You guys coming to live with us? No, and BC was, was so temporary. They lived here for like a month and a half, and then they were like, "Bye, we're going to LA." During a pandemic. However, if you're gonna be anywhere in a pandemic, be on the West Coast, bitches, because we know how to deal with this shit. Um, I think if I were in a pandemic, I'd rather be in a palace where there was like a huge yard and people to cook for me. I know socially distancing is like there every day. <laughs> That's true. Right? Like the queen's like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? Nothing's this, changed. Nothing's changed. I just went to my other castle. Mm-hmm. People are still staying away from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People think that Meghan Markle is awful, but I don't think she is. No. I don't think she's crazy. I don't think she's manipulative. No. I think that. I think people are naive. People are. I don't. Harry never loved being... I can't get involved in this conversation again. You know, I can't even talk about it. It's so stupid. I, I'm it's not, not that, stupid. It's not stupid, but I'm not one of those people that's so wrapped up in this. But then when I start talking about it, I get really, like, angry. <laughs> and I just can't talk about it. Oh. I don't know. So you are wrapped up in it. It's your fault. Yeah. I married a royalist, and now it's, like, rubbed off. Harry never loved royal life. That is like a pure fact. If you watch or read any interview with him. And then his, he, God, you guys, (laughs) he lost his mother as a result of like crazy intrusive press and a lack of privacy. And the same thing that happened to his mother is happening to his wife. And you think that she's at fault for like being like, no, let's get the fuck out of this. We can't deal with this. This isn't fun. 
This is not okay. I mean, people were so awful to her. The British press is terrible. The British press is terrible. Like, they don't have enough laws to protect people from the press. And the royal family is in this, like, weird situation where they're not really allowed to speak out because Mm -hmm. it's seen as, like... Improper. And vindictive and, you know, using your power poorly or whatever. But also, I think it's one part, Harry didn't really, like royal life Mm -hmm. he had like significant trauma Mm -hmm. that he didn't deal with until recently from his mother's death and from invasion of privacy and being um living in a Mm fishbowl situation Mm -hmm. and then also it was that i honestly believe that megan bought into the royal life thinking oh yeah and now i'm gonna really have a super awesome platform where i'm gonna be able to make some really good change and do really good things and I'll like give up acting fine whatever but I will be this like powerful force mm-hmm. for doing like good charitable for work. social change yeah but that's not the case with the royals like no yeah the royals can like shine a light on stuff and be like oh I'm gonna be a patron of this thing mm-hmm. but in terms of actually making change they are completely like unable to do that because they have to be neutral they have to be neutral they aren't really allowed to voice their opinions on things other than to be supportive. Like, if you ever listen to, and I've watched so many of these things where they do these, like, interviews or the, they do this, like, sh- bringing attention to a cause, all they're doing is, like, reflecting back at the agency what the agency's values are. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, you know, so many people out there struggle with mental health and you guys are helping those people by giving them A, B, C, and D. And mm-hmm. that is so amazing because x y and z mm-hmm. and it's like that's basically like what was on their website mm-hmm. you know what i mean because they can't actually influence put their own voice behind it because then that shows because then they're essentially saying the crown says yeah because they're always representing the crown no and matter the crown what can't they have an opinion about anything mm-hmm. the crown can only be supportive or make like official statements so i think that megan was like oh shit i can't actually say what i want to say or do things that I want to do. I mm-hmm. can like go and be a pretty face and be like, oh, that's wonderful. She, really, she didn't know what she was getting into, like truly. And I think as an American, she was not welcomed with open arms. And then as a woman who was not white, fuck the racism. Mm-hmm. The racism mixed with the like sort of nationalism of like, you're not British, you don't get it. Um, and then like also you fucking obnoxious American. The world, oh man just so unfair to her and the fact that some people think that she's like this manipulative horrible horrible person that's like come and isolated harry away from the royal family is like so unfair and so stupid and also harry's not some sort of like shell that's just like okay it was not until they had archie that they were like that they were both probably like okay no this is too much and i totally get that when you have a kid Everything else stops mattering as much. Mm-hmm. So it was like the reason I, I truly believe in my heart, in my bones, <laughs> that it was like the reason he needed to get out of this life that he actually really was not meant to be living. Yeah, because not good for his him. entire family was the royal family. And mm-hmm. if he was he going to venture out on his own and mm-hmm. be like, bye, you guys, me, myself and I are going to go live in canada or la or whatever no Mm -hmm. because what 
he's going to just be alone. Mm -hmm. So then he created this own little like cocoon of his own little family. And then at that point he was able to be like, no, I'm going to go and break away from this. This is what's best for my wife and my son. And me. But but also me. And that's the thing that people refuse to acknowledge, I think, is that it, it is better for him. He was never happy in that life. Yeah. And something that I've also kind of realized in the past few years is that everyone sort of thinks that being royal means that you're rich Mm -hmm. and that you have extravagant things Mm -mm. and that you you know you live in a palace but the 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 money for the royal family is controlled in such a way that they aren't allowed to just be like oh i want to have like diamond countertops Mm-hmm. please come bring in diamond countertops because then it goes back to the government and it's public knowledge how much they spend on renovations for like their house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they live actually like quite um, modestly? Obviously, modestly. Yeah. And they will, they're not allowed to just like renovate their houses and do whatever the fuck they want. They can't just like buy super fancy cars for no reason. They can't, you know, just live extravagantly the way that like the Kardashians do because you know, it... I think maybe you need to start a podcast just talking about this. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. You need a podcast that's half this and half talking about how bad um, D&D did with, uh, with season eight of Game of Thrones. And then also about the Duggars. I know it's a very niche market though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just saying that they're not walking around with like diamonds on their shoes on the soles of their feet kind of thing only in the ceremonial royalty traditions are they presented like that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and that's what the world sees so they think like oh they're walking around with like a hundred horses and like in living in a castle and it's like they have an apartment in a palace that is probably maybe I don't know. I think it's probably like something that you and I would live in. Like it doesn't Mm. necessarily look Mm -mm. much different than ours. Hell no. No, like Kate and William just released pictures of their offices and it literally looks like Ikea furniture. Seriously. Except it's like the like straight from like Scandinavian version of it, which is, you know, five times the price or something. I don't know. Anyway, my point is, is that you can't just like do whatever the hell you want when you're royal. No, you really can't. And that's the point in terms of like how you spend your money. Yeah. And you know what? It's okay to say, I don't want to live like this. It's like everyone acknowledges that they, that like people should be allowed to choose how they want to live, except when it comes to the royals. It's like, he's not going to be the king. Let him live his life. Yeah. He's had a rough one. Even though he's fucking, he's part of the royal family, his life has been hard. Yeah. Um, well, we should wrap this up because we've almost reached 90 minutes, Jackie. What? Oh my God, I'm sorry we talked so much. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. This was really nice. I'm glad that we did this. Um, <laughs> all right. So we'll try and do this again soon. Can we, t- again, let's like live in the moment. We'll see you when you it is what it is. It. it is what it is, bitches. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. We hope you're all staying safe and that COVID isn't ruining your lives and that you're not like facing financial ruin. Um, and our 
friends in the States, we really, really are thinking of you and hoping that your governments are not as fucked as your federal government is. And maybe your local, you know, um, what's the word? Government. Sure. Um, (laughs) That's not what I was looking for, but that'll work. Are taking some measures to protect you. Um, Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, stay home, stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.